Hi, and welcome to the Museum News Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Sam Smith, and those are some of the sounds you can hear in the garden of the St. Andrew's Preservation Trust Museum. In this episode, I'll talk about two museums in St. Andrew's, the Preservation Trust Museum and the St. Andrew's Museum. And then there's the usual roundup of interesting things on that museum the coming week. The St. Andrew's Preservation Trust Museum and Garden is a small museum in the centre of St. Andrew's set in a late 17th century house that still has a lot of its old features. The trust is dedicated to preserving the history and character of St. Andrew's and in its museum displays objects, photos and reconstructions depicting the town and life in St. Andrew's from the 19th century onwards. On the ground floor, there's a reconstructed grocer's shop and a chemist, as well as display cases filled with all kinds of objects. As much as possible seems to be on display there with plenty of information, sheets and labels. And in between all that, there's also an activity table for kids and labels with questions for them to find the answer to throughout the museum. And they've also done quite clever and fun things like... There's a rotary phone that you can pick up and then listen to audio recordings with information about some topics in the museum. Then on the first floor, it's used for temporary exhibitions of other objects the museum has in its collections because they have a lot more than they actually have space to display. And they also do exhibitions with objects on loan from other collections as well, such as the one on fashion at the moment, which is called... Furs, Feathers, Frills and Florals, Four Decades of Fashion, 1919 to 1959, which shows the wildly differing styles of fashion of those decades. Lastly, the museum garden is not only a nice quiet place for a sit-down, but it also has a newly restored 19th century two-seater privy as well as a reconstructed wash house All in all, it's a nice little museum with lots to look at and learn about 19th century life in St. Andrews. And it's not far off the beaten track there because it's quite close to some of the best tourist highlights of the town. A visit would take about half an hour because it is quite small. But unfortunately, there's, there's no wheelchair access as there's a sharp corner with several steps into the museum and then more steps and stairs inside. Entry is free. And their website is strandrewspreservationtrust.co.uk forward slash museum.html. Next, the St. Andrew's Museum displays a selection of objects from St. Andrew's past, from ancient fossils to medieval pilgrims' badges and 19th century society banners and so on. It's housed in Kinburn House, which is a 19th century mansion, which opened as a museum in 1991. Now the ground floor is half occupied by a cafe and a shop, and the museum's long-term exhibition is in two other rooms. It's called St. Andrew's A to Z, and they don't show very many objects, but they do touch on lots of different topics from St. Andrew's past through time. And there's also hands-on things to do for kids sprinkled throughout that, as well as a quiz for them to do. So they make quite good use of the space they have. 
The museum also has an activity room on the first floor, as well as space for temporary exhibitions, where there's currently an exhibition on children's books called Tall Tales and Fabulous Fables. And it's, it's a really a fun, creative, hands-on exhibition with a fairy tale house to explore and secret cubby holes to find and open in a big rabbit from Alice in Wonderland and some other colourful and spooky things to go see. Some of the displays involve older kids' books as well, which the adults are more likely to know than the kids, so it's interesting for older visitors as well. And my favourite objects from that museum were the pilgrims' badges I mentioned, St. Andrew's Cathedral was a, a, an important pilgrimage destination in the Middle Ages as it housed the relics of the Apostle St. Andrew's. And the museum not only has some of the badges made for pilgrims in St. Andrew's, but also some from further abroad, including one from Spain. And these badges, they were sold to pilgrims as souvenirs, as proof of their journey. So some of them qu came quite a long way. All in all, it's a good place to learn a little about St. Andrew's in a quick visit, but I think its strength lies more in its events and educational activities as well as its temporary exhibitions. The children's books exhibition was really well done and a, and a fun surprise. Entry is free and the temporary exhibition runs until the 13th of September. Now, this museum doesn't really have its own site. There's a page for it at fivedirect.co.uk forward slash museums and then click on the link to St. Andrew's Museum but it's it's not a very good page for it so for a better site to check what exhibitions and events they have on go to onfife.com onfife.com forward slash venues forward slash st dash andrews dash museum now, I've talked about the Museum of the University of St. Andrews before, and with this episode now, I've talked about all three of the museums in St. Andrews about St. Andrews. And of the three, I really do recommend the St. Andrews Preservation Trust Museum as a, a fun little museum to visit if you only have time for one museum in St. Andrews. But if you want to learn more about the general history of St. Andrews or if accessibility is an issue, then go to St. Andrews Museum. On to the weekly museum roundup. The York Art Gallery reopened on the 1st of August, which is appropriately Yorkshire Day, after its refurbishment. Many of the museum's best old and new paintings and picture art are on display, and there are two new spaces dedicated to ceramics. And this is all supplemented by a piece on loan from other collections as well. The museum now charges 750 or less for entry, as unfortunately the, the York Museums Trust has had its council subsidy cut significantly. The museum's website is yorkartgallery.org.uk. Next, Wolverhampton Art Gallery currently has an exhibition on Hiroshiga's art called Hiroshiga's Japan, 53 Stations of the Tokaido Road, which is organised with the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford. Now, Hiroshiga was an early 19th century artist from Japan who made woodblock prints called ukiyo-e, which were mostly landscapes. 
And the 53 stations of Tokaido Road is his most famous series of prints, which depicts landscapes and slices of life along the road between Edo, which is now Tokyo, and Kyoto. It's colourful and striking art, and I'd recommend you go see it if you can. The exhibition runs until the 21st of November, and entry is free. The website is wolverhamptonart.org.uk. Finally, this Sunday, the 8th of August, there's the Hadrian Festival at Segedunum. Segedunum? Segedunum? I think, uh, yeah, something like that. Roman Fort in Wallsend, Newcastle. And there'll be Roman gladiator battles as well as a Roman market. Sounds like a lot of fun. The event is part of activity surrounding the British Museum's touring exhibition called Roman Empire, Power and People, which is on display there as well, if you want to go see it. Museum entry, just for everything, is five ninety five or less. And their website is segedunumromanfort.org.uk. And that's it this week. All links I mentioned will be available at museumnewspodcast.com forward slash episode four. And that's a number four. Do you have your own opinions about museums or exhibitions you've visited? Send me an email at sam at museumnewspodcast.com with who you are, where you're from and your review. And I'll add it to the next episode. Thanks for listening and have a nice week.